This podcast is produced and copyrighted by 83 Bar Incorporated. It is designed as a general informational resource, and neither the sponsors nor guests are rendering any professional or medical advice. The opinions and claims presented by the guests are their own. Any trademarks used are the property of their respective owners. Welcome to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey. Here's your host, best-selling author, Mark Stinson. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our podcast, The Patients Speak, and Happy New Year 2023. You know, if you just started listening to our show over the first few weeks of episodes, you know we've heard many great stories and examples from leaders on how to listen better. Specifically, we've heard from patient advocates on the ways they promote the patient voice and how they share a commitment to helping us all elevate that voice to a whole new level. So to start the new year, I wanted to share highlights of five patient advocacy guests to give you an idea on how they saw ways to accelerate the patient journey. We'll talk to Wendy Bjork, the Empress of MS. I talked to Michael Sapienza, the CEO of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance. We'll hear from Pam Cusick, Senior Vice President of Rare Patient Voice, and Andrea Wilson-Woods, founder and president of Blue Fairy for Liver Cancer, and Alicia Lawrence of Nord, the National Organization for Rare Diseases. Let's start with Wendy Bjork. As I mentioned, she's self-proclaimed Empress of MS. She's an advocacy pioneer in multiple sclerosis and the author of Fired Up and a frequent contributor to the Momentum magazine. Now, Empress of MS and Fired Up really captures an attitude that Wendy has towards navigating her condition. I asked her if companies or innovators or developers were thinking about things to help the patient in their Fired Up journey. What insight would she share? Here's what she told me. I think just letting people know MS isn't a death sentence. And I know there's other very serious illnesses out there that can have unwanted endings, but we're here to live our life and life throws all kinds of challenges at us. So it's up to us to, I think, be our own advocate and stand up for ourselves. And I think that's why fired up was the perfect theme for me to just keep going. You know, you got to find that resiliency. And I have to tell you, I wasn't in this spot for the first 20 years of dealing with MS. I was on the roulette wheel of, like I said before, going to the doctor asking questions that I thought might help me. And then I would just get shot down. And then you just kind of leave and you're just kind of disappointed, you know, because we're always looking for the next thing to help us. So I think, like I said, just having that ear and objectivity. Next is Michael Sapienza, the CEO of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance. Michael emphasized ways that patients can be more proactive, especially in screening. We had a wonderful discussion about the CCA's campaign called Lead from Behind. Here's the highlight from this conversation. First, I want to congratulate you on a terrific campaign, the Lead from Behind campaign, conceived by one of your board members, Brooks Bell, and so beautifully executed by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. 
Well, what a great campaign that is. Uh, we're just absolutely thrilled that Brooks came to us saying, you know, as a survivor, I want to make this disease famous. You know, we've been talking for years at the Alliance about bringing so more celebrities into the colon cancer space because it's one of those diseases where people just don't talk about it. You know, it's the second leading cause of cancer related deaths in the United States. And, you know, we, we needed to change that. And I, I, it felt really strongly when Katie Kirk did her colonoscopy live on TV, it really made a difference, almost a 20% increase in people getting screened. And, you know, I think this with Ryan and Rob, really, just from the metrics we've seen, and the thousands and thousands of people that have reached out about, hey, now I'm actually going to go get screened, I'm going to go get my colonoscopy, I'm going to go get a fit test, I'm going to go get a Cologuard test. And no doubt, Mark, I think it will save lives for sure. In episode number 11, I spoke with Pam Cusick, Senior Vice President of Rare Patient Voice. It's an organization that connects patients with opportunities to let their voices be heard. So I asked Pam what we can do to improve the listening, the listening especially to what patients need. Here's what she told me. I think we need to hear how patients feel. We think a lot about, will this treatment works or will this treatment do this or that or the other thing? But sometimes we need to hear sort of the whole patient's experience and their whole journey. But a lot of people don't really even understand research That's right. that well. What is a, what is a focus group? What's a, a patient advisory board? And, and why would I be part of that? I'm not an expert or the expert. They just need to recognize that. Now, in many of my interviews with patient advocates, we crossed from a very maybe business-like tone of an interview into very personal storytelling. And there was no better example of this than my conversation with Andrea Wilson-Woods. She's the founder and president of Blue Fairy, a foundation to support liver cancer research and patient advocacy. Andrea shared a very powerful story with me about caregiving for her young sister, which she adopted during her cancer fight and journey. I asked Andrea what she learned about the caregiver's role in the patient journey, and here's what she shared. And that's another thing I think that gets missed is how much caregivers do, how much they are leading the charge when it comes to care, mm. you know, how important that is that caregivers are part of every conversation, because I didn't realize this until someone said this to me, but typically that primary caregiver, whether it's a spouse, an adult child or sibling, or even a parent of a pediatric patient, that caregiver is the secretary, <laughs> the butler, the chauffeur, the maid, the, you know, the cook, you know, that, that caregiver knows everything. So you need to get them in. Finally, to close out the five highlight interviews, here's Alicia Lawrence of Nord the National Organization for Rare Diseases. I asked Alicia about her role as a patient information and resource service manager, and if there was one thing patients wished we heard the most. Of course, the answer is not that simple. Here's Alicia. So I wish there was just a one statement that would work, but you know, patients come with various psychosocial issues, um, socioeconomic issues. A lot of our patients that call us are looking for financial assistance, whether it be for regular household bills or medical bills, or just as we are talking about today, 
clinical trial specialist. I just wish that I could find a specialist or a clinical trial to help me. I just wish that there were more resources because I can't work due to my rare disease or I can't work because I'm a caregiver for an individual with a, di- a, a rare disease. Mm-hmm. And so we at NORD, especially in our patient services department, we have patient assistance programs, but if there isn't um, a program that we have, then my team, the information services team, will speak with the caller, email, inquiry, and try to find resources for that particular patient or caregiver. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, it's not a one size fits all. It really does depend on the needs of the patient, demographically where the patient is. It could be, I can't find a specialist in my area. How am I supposed to get to, if I live in rural, let's just say I'm in Ohio, but I need to get to you know, Cincinnati on the other side. I don't have a, a car that could get me there. How am I supposed to get to this appointment? So sometimes so, it's just very logistical. Yes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this summary of interviews with patient advocates. Thanks to guests like these, we've enjoyed a strong start to our podcast. You know, already, we've had more than 5,000 downloads, and we've ranked in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. We've had over 700 five-star reviews on iTunes. So subscribe now, and if you'd like to leave us a comment, a review, or even a suggestion for a future guest, we'd certainly appreciate that. And thanks again to our sponsor, 83Bar. You know, if you'd like to know more about 83Bar and the work they're doing in patient recruitment, patient education, patient empowerment, all to create better patient outcomes, visit their website at 83Bar.com. And certainly come back again for our next episode. We'll continue our conversations with patient advocates like these, healthcare executives, clinical researchers, medical providers, all to give us insight on what we need to hear when the patients speak. I'm Mark Stenson, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey with Mark Stinson, presented by 83Bar, Learn how 83Bar listens, educates, and navigates patients at 83Bar.com. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode of The Patients Speak. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host another show you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's a top-rated podcast featuring interviews with creators around the world. We help you gain the confidence and connections to launch your creative work out into the world. Look for Unlocking Your World of Creativity on your favorite podcast app.